I'm back. I had a great holiday in Rome last week. Although I wouldn't really say it was a holiday. I actually had my busiest week ever with Jack. I took my laptop with me and sort of slotted in work when I could. Which basically meant walking around the streets of Rome and Florence and then stopping off at coffee shops and sort of just checking to see if anything had come through. Um, and yeah, I had my busiest week with Jack. I had my first £6,000 week. I actually hit my first £5,000 week back in uh, January and then started to hit that a bit more often and now I've pushed beyond that to £6,000. Now, I don't see all that money that's premium, that's tax. I take about 25% of that. But it was really great to still... You know, it's interesting because my friends that I went away with, they none of them were on their own businesses. They got to kind of be like, right, we're away from work for the week. We don't have to think about that. Whereas I was the opposite. I was like, well, I still have to get on the phone to customers. There's actually a really funny photo of one of my friends taking a selfie in front of a building in Rome and I'm in the background on the phone to a customer. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. And that's just the kind of reality for me right now at this early stage of bootstrapping with Jack. Um, I really hope I'm not too far off bringing some help in. Um, But yeah, the reality is that when I go on these little breaks, it's still a working kind of holiday for me. And I'm okay with that because it's actually really cool to go away and see these places, but still be earning money. Anyway, I thought it would be about time that I reflect on this um, sort of disappointing product launch that I had. I've been talking about it for a while. Uh, now's the time to, to actually dissect what happened. So in March, I launched a new product called Legal Expenses. It has a terrible name, but it's a great product. And I was really excited about this product because it has a myriad of features that solve problems freelancers face regularly. So for example, I'm just going to share a couple of the features with you. A lawyer chases overdue invoices for you. There's a 24-7 legal advice helpline. And if you get called for jury duty, you'll receive loss of earnings um, from attending jury duty. So great product, yeah. And I'm painfully aware of the number of customers that I have, uh, and any insurer for that matter, that kind of begrudge buying insurance. It's generally considered money down the drain because most people don't foresee a situation happening where they'd actually need to use it. And I totally get that assumption. It's a fair assumption. Only 3% of our customers have made a claim. But the value of insurance when it's needed is astronomical considering our average claim is £17,000. But for most people, it's just a, a kind of check a box purchase, as in they're buying it to satisfy a request from a client or fulfill a clause in a contract. And because of the kind of scarce nature of having to use your insurance, I've felt like for a long time I need to start baking in more value to with Jack from day one. And what made me excited about this product was that it would it could deliver value immediately and on a more consistent basis than our other products. And I truly believed that this launch would inch with Jack towards product market fit. 
So what does a, a successful launch look like? Well, I've been involved in enough launches over the years to know that it is dangerous, having high expectations. Launches typically don't perform as well as our uh, kind of pre-launch bubble and cloud of optimism allows us to dream. But this time is different. I had high expectations. Why? Well, I now had an existing audience to launch to. I have over 500 customers. I'd been serving this audience for two years and have spotted trends and patterns. So I knew this product could help them. And lastly, I have a good understanding of the problems my customers face and how to talk about this product in a way that resonates with them. Now, before any launch, it's a really good idea to determine what you want to get from it. That way you can devise a strategy to reach your goal and engage whether your launch has been successful. And I expected this product would do well because of, well, firstly, the positive reaction I got when talking about it in the build-up to launch. Secondly, it has a very low price point. It's only £5.50 a month, which is affordable for most people. And lastly, uh, because of the immediate value it delivers, unlike her other products, uh, most of which are triggered if there's a threat of being sued. Now, it's kind of embarrassing to admit this because of how wrong I was. But I expected at least 50% of my existing customers to add this to their policy via a midterm adjustment or upon their renewal. And this would give me a huge spike in cash flow. I estimated about £5,000. So for for new signups, I expected a similar rate of adoption. But that wasn't so. Only 15 existing customers added it to their policy. And I contacted around 300. So that is an incredibly poor and low uptake. New signups performed a little bit better, but it was a really quiet start. It actually took two weeks post-launch before customers started buying it. So now we're over one month post-launch. I think that was five weeks ago that we launched and 40% of signups are now adding it to their quote, which is great. I'm actually happy with that figure. Um, But sadly, the adoption rate with existing customers has remained pretty poor. So there was no instant cash flow boost. It did not inch us towards product market fit like I expected it to. And my average commission per policy has only increased by £5. So what went wrong? Well, obviously, a number of factors can contribute to an underwhelming launch. Um, My first assumption would be that I did a terrible job marketing it. Um, Here are the tactics that I used to spread the word. I did uh, tweets from both my personal and business account in the run-up to launch, which had good engagement for an insurance tweet. I also published two blog posts, one with an overview of the features and then another with real stories from the insurer about customers who've had to use the product. I also did corresponding social media posts via Instagram, Facebook and Twitter to promote the blog posts, as well as daily tweets highlighting each feature of the policy and how it could help freelancers. I also sent an email to um, with Jack's mailing list, which has 200 customers opted in 
And then what I thought would be most effective, I did some personal outreach. I contacted existing customers individually to tell them about the product and give them an option to add it to their policy. So the the, the figures that were generated um, from this were okay. Uh, the blog post had a thousand visits. The tweets garnered twenty five thousand impressions and nine hundred engagements. The newsletter had a seventy two percent open rate, which I think is impressive, but only seven clicks. So bottom line is it's difficult getting people excited about or engaged with an insurance product. The second assumption is that I've overestimated how problematic late payments and legal advice are for freelancers. Like, we all know that these things are an issue, but maybe it's not a £5.50 per month issue. And my final assumption about why my product launch failed, or did it fail? It was disappointing. My final assumption about why my product launch was disappointing is that it's insurance. And people begrudge paying for insurance. And I can't change that. Not even with an incredible product like this. Here's a common reply that I got from existing customers who didn't add it to their policy. They would say to me, this looks really good, but I think I'll leave it for now. All of my clients pay on time. Uh, I'll come back to you if that changes. Now, I don't know much about psychology, but a big problem that I faced with selling insurance is mindset. People rarely take preventive measures if they've never experienced a similar problem. And I totally understand that mindset. I used to have it prior to my house getting broken into and £5,000 of gadgets being stolen. I was pretty relaxed about security. I never thought that kind of thing would happen to me. Whereas now, I never leave the house without setting the alarm and even closing and locking my living room door so they can't get into the the rest of the house. Um, But it did take a bad experience to put me into that risk-averse mindset. Here's an analogy that I've used before with insurance. You might have heard me say it already. Saying you've never had a problem before and therefore don't need insurance is similar to saying you've never had a car accident so don't need to wear your seatbelt. I have never had a car accident, touch touch wood, but I still take preventive measures when driving and buckle up just in case. So convincing people to change their mindset is challenging and yeah, I have not figured that part of my job out yet. Then things went from bad to worse. Launch was overshadowed by... A technical hiccup. Um, I won't go into detail because we're still getting to the bottom of it, but anybody who bought a policy with legal expenses had to resubmit their details for a second time because some data wasn't displaying properly. Um, It took me a while to spot this bug because of how quiet launch was. Like I said, it it was two weeks before somebody bought this product. Um, So I had to go back to every customer who'd purchased legal expenses and basically ask them to resubmit their information for a second time. And that was far from ideal. I was worried people would be angry or that we'd lose them altogether. However, this was a really great lesson in how to handle mistakes. And it turns out the best way is to be as transparent as possible. I told every customer that had been affected 
that we'd launched a new product. There was a little technical error that we're in the process of fixing, but that they'd need to resubmit their details again. And to apologize for the trouble, I offered a discount on their premium or an Amazon voucher. And do you know what? Not one person was angry. Not one person gave me grief about having to fill out the form again. And not one person decided against signing up. They all cooperated and remained customers. So if you face your own technical glitches, I would advise you to just be upfront about it. Be human about it. A little bit of generosity goes a long way too, either discounting the product or offering them a gift voucher. So after launch, I actually came across a blog post by Josh Pigford titled A Postmortem on Shutting Down a Product We Just Launched. And Josh talks about validating their product by scheduling video chats with their target customer. And he said, the response was universally positive. This solves a huge problem for me. I definitely pay for this. Please tell me this will be available soon. That was some of the feedback he was hearing, just in case you didn't get that. Um, But when it came down to having potential customers hand over cash for their product, they hit a wall and not a single person was willing to pay. And I guess this blog post kind of resonated with me because a lot of my expectations around the launch um, were influenced by the... Why do I always forget to turn sound off when I'm doing this stupid laptop? Oh, and that was a spam email to make matters worse. Um, What was I saying? Yeah, a lot of my uh, expectations from this blog post were influenced by the feedback, the positive feedback that I'd been getting from people about this product. So yet again, I have learned that hearing nice things about what you're building isn't enough. And the only validation is people paying you money for it. So even though my launch was kind of underwhelming, um, I do feel like I'm now, uh, five weeks later, getting enough traction for me to continue pushing this product. Like I said, 40% of new customers are adding legal expenses to their policy. When I actually think about things, you know, upon reflection, I don't think this is a marketing issue. And I also don't think that it means late payments aren't a huge problem. If you visit the freelance subreddit even just once, it's enough to show that this problem exists on a massive scale. I do think it's a mindset issue and one that I'll constantly be battling against from working in insurance. I haven't had this problem yet, so I probably never will. And I haven't figured out how to get around that yet. And maybe I never will. But one thing is for sure... I have to get used to playing the long game in insurance. I don't think I'll ever see an explosive launch. Um, It's the nature of the industry that I've chosen to build a business in. So I hope you enjoyed my reflections on uh, an underwhelming product launch. I'd like to hear your feedback. Um, You know, you're probably a lot smarter than I am. What do you think the, the issue is? Um, reach out to me at hello at iamashley.co.uk and um, yeah, I'll be back again next week. Bye.